Welcome back to the 2AM podcast. And thank you for joining us for another episode today. We are going to be speaking about raw milk in this episode, the hidden truth within it, and some potential lies within the industry and the nation. We'll get yes. into that. Do not worry. I'm sure everyone's heard mixed things. Um, but me and Zaid are here to freshen up your perspective, hopefully. Uh, before we get into that, this episode is actually sponsored by Exter. Exter Wallets, creating the future of wallets. It is amazing. I have mine right here, actually. I have the carbon fiber edition. Pretty, pretty neat. Give them one reason why they should get an Exter wallet instead of a conventional one. Well, conventional wallets, I would say, are very flimsy. They lose their shape over time. They're just not up to standard with how things are going today, you know? Like just if my boring. iPhone, yeah, if my iPhone is sturdy, I would like to have a sturdy wallet. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And if I drive a Benz, I would like to have a wallet that kind of matches my presence or aura, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. You know? Different occasions. At the end of the day, it's a very stealthy wallet. Holds 12 cards, six up here, and then six in the back along with your ID. So smooth. Really cool. Has a band for your clips. It also comes... Oh, they do sell cash clips as well if you want that. Yeah. But the code, use code 2AM, and the link is in the description below. And uh, by getting yourself an extra wallet or an extra product, through our link and using our code, you also support the podcast so we can create more content and bring you more heat. Hell yeah. More heat for our boiling milk for today. On to the episode. Yes, sir. <laughs> How dare you suggest we have a freaking milk episode? Okay. I understand that it's certified regenerative and there is some raw truth about everything we're about. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know, man. I feel like my uh, digestive is really prepared for this. <laughs> this episode, outside of the puns, which we appreciate. Yeah. I haven't showered in a few days, so I feel very fermented. You know? Oh, my God. <laughs> It's called the raw truth about raw milk. Yeah, okay. sitting in my, my abode we call the cottage today. <laughs> Cheesing on a boy. A little cheesy this morning. So this is a very exciting episode. I love um, it. Honestly, uh, real quick, serious talk. The milk industry in general has had a feud for the past, what, entire lives? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Probably the go last down, five yeah. decades or so. We're going to start from the root of this pretty much as Zaid has explained to me. And it, I love that we're going to start here. Uh, so I would start listening right now. Yeah, this gets into a little bit of the background, but picture this, okay? Be me. I am Rockefeller in 1933. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a patent, new and expensive industrial machinery to pasteurize milk. Mm -hmm. uh, use unlimited money to lobby the government to make raw milk sales illegal. 99% of small dairy farms across the country cannot afford my machine and are forced out of business or forced to sell, sell milk at a near loss. Mm -hmm. The main income source of working class rural, rural Americans grinds to a halt. Millions are forced into cities to work in big industry. Fast forward almost a century. Most people have never consumed unsterilized, aka raw milk, in their life. They're even disgusted by it, all with no social engineering required on my part. It's outright illegal to sell in many states. Others require cumbersome workarounds. 
there's no real political action to change this. This PSYOP has been going on for sev several generations. Mm -hmm. No hope that laws will ever change. I'm Rockefeller. It's nothing personal. Enjoy your sterilized, homogenized, factory-farmed cow milk from sick, fat cows, which are pumped. <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to uncover there. Uh, mostly because of the, the morality of, of the staves, right? Mm -hmm. Like, think about the Rockefellers and how much terrible shit they've done mm -hmm. over the course of their generation or their lineage. I know the Rockefellers have held, had a, bit, a big influence in the conventional education system. They literally bribed their way into the boards and taught us what we know today as conventional education theory. Mm -hmm. um, and now they have their hands in, or they have had their hands in raw milk and demonizing it. Uh, this, immediately the first thing that sticks out to me is the type of person they must be, you know, in order to chase shutting down such a thing. Mm -hmm. The second thing that comes up in, in my mind is relatives. So my cousins and such, they've all had uh, some sort of animal at their house, okay? whether it was a cow, goat, or sheep. And they've all had non-pasteurized milk, like straight raw milk. Yeah. I, on the other hand, have not. And there are key differences in body type. Now, I'm not going to say that's just from raw milk. Obviously, mm -hmm. you know, it could, it could do with, uh, it has a lot to do with the position and the region you are on earth, the type of soil. A lot of factors. A lot of factors, yeah. right. Uh, but to, to know that I am likely to recognize patterns and see that, hey, I, I am not malnourished from such a substance, right? Mm -hmm. But they aren't. There has to be a key difference within our growth years. Yeah. I would, I would assume so, right? Because that's just like my logical mind kicking in. So with that being said, the second thing is basically it does it, has it affected America as a nation and the people itself? Are we just bred different? Are we, are we growing differently from the inside? Who knows? I don't think so. You don't think so, right? I think it's a psyop. And another, like the, the real term for PSYOP is psychological operation, meant to deceive the public and to deceive individuals into believing something that is not true for the purpose of gaining money, gaining power, so forth. So you're saying that the lie is saying that raw milk is a disaster for you, can actually kill you and cause complicated issues in the long run. It's a complete lie. That's the complete lie. Yeah. Okay. So I think you just mistook what I, what I said. Oh, did I? Yeah. What I meant was... Wow, this is gonna. This is so complicated. <laughs> I'm just gonna be like. Well, anyway. Yeah, you have to wrap your head around all of this. Stuff, um, so, so the, the point is, is that I'm saying I could be malnourished from some sort of really good thing because I have never had raw milk, for example. You know, just a regular American-born boy that goes to Ralph's to pick up his fucking milk. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. You don't think twice. That's the only milk available. Well, that's the biggest problem. You don't right? think twice. You don't think, well, do you, how can you think twice? This is what's available. You get what exactly, I mean? Exactly, yeah. And this is, I think this is where we come in clutch is that, you know, there are things, other things available. Fast forward though, real quick, as a child, fast forward 18, mm -hmm. 19, 20, I went to a farm out in Saudi Arabia, okay? And we, I had, we picked out a goat to slaughter for the day and we we're going to cook it and eat it and whatever. But we also drank its milk. 
Yeah. It had really good goat milk. It tasted, remember, like custard. Hmm. Custard. Sweet. But sweet, like delicious, like yeah, kind of like ice cream. The reason why I cream. think I related it to custard because it, was, it wasn't necessarily white. It was a little bit more yellow or mm. not orange, yellow. Interesting. Yeah. So it was warm and it was weird, honestly, really weird. And it was kind of thicker to drink. But once I had that, it's almost like I was, it's like my, my metabolism kicked almost my appetite kicked i felt like i was into more foods i was mm-hmm. the things that i hated before i, I kind of just didn't mind anymore and it's like it unlocked something w- w- within me right yeah now i could be tripping okay <laughs> but upon reading on all of this it goes it makes you think because yeah. there's like the life we live today is a world of possibilities right we could be absolutely correct or we could be so wrong, right? And, be, and you could be so sure about it too. Mm-hmm. That's the scary part. That's why so, never-ending education is Yeah, key. so when we talk about something that's like as simple as raw milk, okay, why is that banned from us? Why, why chase getting it banned so hard, you know? That's a, that's a great question. B- is it because it's gold? Could be. Yeah. And I honestly, upon research, I'm starting to believe that this stuff is gold. Mm-hmm. Think of your ancestors. Okay. <laughs> no pasteurized. No, there was, it was like, what is that white stuff? There was no, drink. there was no facilities for ultra pasteurization, yeah. homogenization, all that BS. Yeah. Now we have things like claims like, oh, uh, it's a disaster, especially to those that have AIDS and HIV and all kinds of diseases. Right. <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, bro. Well, think about it. HIV and AIDS wasn't really a thing until insane sex was a thing. Right. <laughs> sure. Raw milk was still way more rooted. I'm saying go back, back, back. Oh, raw milk is rooted to the dawn of our species. Yeah. Um, Which begs the question. Wait, hold on. Here's, here's this question for you. Hmm. What if they set up our entire health plan to work? So that means we're malnourished in general with our entire system of food. Mm-hmm. Okay. To the point where this just works with it. The, the conventional the, like, milk? No, conventional milk, yeah, not raw milk. Yeah, I'm a firm believer in that. Which is, it's a psyop. It is a complete yeah, psyop. It is a psyop. This is, this is insane because look, see that whole entire thought process I just went through? That's what I go through all the time. Yeah, with this. yeah, yeah. And not just raw milk, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I, of, I often have conversations with people who yeah. don't know anything about milk. I'm, I'm, I'm so down to just hop. Yeah, let's, let's get into this. So, I mean, the, what is the, the starting point is what is raw milk, okay? We have to understand what specifically it is. So it's defined as milk that comes from grass-fed, grass-finished cows, which, are, uh, which is unpasteurized and unhomogenized. It's not adulterated in, in any way. This means raw milk contains all of its natural enzymes, fatty acids, vitamins, and minerals, making it what many refer to as a complete food because mm-hmm. it just contains everything, everything, almost everything that somebody needs. Now, when I have conversations with people about raw milk and we naturally dive into the territory of, okay, what about milk alternatives like soy milk or almond milk? And to that, I'm like, that is not milk. Mm-hmm. It's not milk. You can call it almond juice, call it soy juice, but to call it milk is such a bastardization mm-hmm. of raw milk and it's it's like it's marketing yeah it's because america's raised on the idea of flavor profile think about it we are the country that created sauce 
Okay? I've been I've been traveling for a lot of years, bro, since I was seven. Okay, and knowing that I have access to ranch here, and knowing that I will be depressed going to Qatar, Saudi Arabia, Egypt. There ain't no ranch over there. And I swear to God, they have a McDonald's, but they they're like, what does ranch? You know what? The, they have ketchup though, right? Yeah, of course they have ketchup. Oh. The ketchup mustard mayonnaise is the only thing they know, right? For the longest time, not anymore, but like that, it takes me back. Like as an adult, I think about the things I went through as a kid, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like, why was it laid out like that? Everything's a flavor profile. It, it had to be until I got sick for me to figure this stuff out. And it turns out that nutrition is a whole different language than what America teaches us. Absolutely. Right. That's that's the that's the key issue here. Yeah, I think and really with the milk alternatives What you'll find is that a lot of it is plant-based propaganda mm -hmm. the whole vegan crowd vegetarian crowd. They're like no Only cows are supposed to drink milk because it's species related not I can prove evidence to the contrary There are all different kinds of farm animals that drink milk. We drink milk. We can tolerate it. Well, if it's good quality milk um, So a lot of it's built on propaganda Just trying to push this plant-based narrative um, to the public, so. You have any thoughts on that? I, I mean, I don't know if I want to follow this to go straight to, like, they're just trying to control us, to make us dumber, because everything points towards that, you know, we're having lower IQs now. Yeah. You know, we're having memes like this. I'll pop it up <laughs> over here. Um, if you guys want to hear it, I'll actually say it real quick. What's the meme? It's right here. It is the one that I showed you this morning. It's a baby inside his, <laughs> inside the womb. And he's like, God, please, I hope I'm in Norway. And it says, hello, sir. Where am I? As soon as he's birthed. <laughs> and he's like, Mississippi. And your parents are middle school TikTokers. And then it zooms in on his eyes like. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So. What we're, what we're uncovering here is a big lie. That a lot of people have been told. Yeah. And we have the evidence to support it, as we're going to go through in this episode. I would like to believe that milk is all natural, bro. Yeah. You know? That's not to say everybody should drink raw milk. That's not what I'm pushing here. Mm -hmm. I'm just exposing the truth about, okay, this is a complete food, and it is, for the most part, healthy. It should be optional. It should be optional. It's always going to be optional. Yeah. Um, but the big concern, what do you think the, the major concern is for people? When it comes to raw milk, when they first hear about it. Uh, food poisoning, death, salmonella, stuff like that. Death, salmonella. <laughs> well, no, no, it's real. Yeah. So should you be concerned from getting sick with the consumption of raw milk? I'm going to provide evidence to the contrary, that you shouldn't. The risk of this happening is very, very low. In fact, according to medical researcher Dr. Ted Beals, who's an MD, you are 35,000 times more likely to get sick from other foods than you are from raw milk. Mm. Uh, the CDC reports that there are an estimated 48 million foodborne illnesses diagnosed each year. Of these 48 million illnesses, only about 42, about 0.0005% each year are due to the consumption of fresh, unprocessed raw milk. Hmm. So if we're talking about stats, it's on the side of raw milk. Dr. Chris Kresser did a thorough investigation to get the true impact of raw milk illness and death as the CDC makes it sound inevitable, and found that your chances of becoming hospitalized from a bacterial illness caused, caused by raw milk is three times less than your chance of dying in a plane crash. And you know how astronomically low that is. Yeah. In fact, he discovered that you have a better chance of death by infection from raw oysters than you do from getting sick 
as a result of raw milk. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Raw for raw right there. Yeah. So the food, foodborne illness argument is out the window. Yeah. So this is where I started, like, upon research, thinking like this. I was like, so many things. I mean, I've lived to this day, right? And so many things could have killed me. Yep. Right. Raw milk, according to statistics, is just the same thing as everything you went through. True. So if you want to speak numbers, you can put everything else you've been through in numbers and then compare that, right? Mm-hmm. And you'll see that there really is no difference. Like, I almost died from eating, a, a, like, a piece of uncooked chicken That's in my salad. Problem, yeah. I, th I thought that was a bigger problem than raw milk. Why? Because if I had raw milk, nothing happened. <laughs> I had raw milk again, nothing happened. But the fact that I see pink chicken now, that worries me. Yeah. Insanely. And that is not the same. Mm-hmm. So we'll be putting all these links as to where we got this, the, all the references and stuff like that. Um, also, one thing I do have to mention is that the quality of the milk produced matters immensely when it comes to foodborne illness. So if you have milk from a sick cow, trust me, you're more likely to get sick from that. It just transfers on. But if you have milk, raw milk from a cow that's been doing what it's supposed to do, living on grasslands, grazing properly, then your, your chance of getting sick is astronomically low. Mm -hmm. You have a better chance, you have a higher chance of dying in a plane crash, for God's sakes. Like, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. That alone should throw the theory out that raw milk is a net negative to human health, right? So now we can get into the benefits. Yeah. Well, this is the strong part. This is the one that outweighs. This is me. the strong part. And we have uh, a few studies to back it up. But the first benefit is that it actually reduces allergies. Uh, a study published in the Journal of Allergy and Clinical Immuno Immunology involved 8,000 children with various diets. And one of the conclusions that researchers made was that by drinking raw milk, children experienced naturally immunizing effects. So it builds your immune system up. Which is what we need. Yeah. Along with movement. Yeah. Begs the question, how can raw milk reduce allergies and isn't dairy tied to high rates of intolerance or sensitivities? Nutrients like probio probiotics, vitamin D, and immunoglobulins, antibodies found in raw milk, naturally boost the immune system and reduce the risk of allergies in both children and adults. Enzymes found in raw milk help with digestion, but are often reduced or destroyed during pasteurization, mm. which can contribute to lactose intolerance. Mm. Another common thing. I'm going to revert this back to my cousin thing, the relatives. They don't know what lactose intolerance is. <laughs> Nobody does, bro. Nobody. But somehow for me, my throat clenches and I have this weird effect where it's just like, I can't breathe right. And it feels like everything's inflamed. And you're like, what is this allergy? I do not like this. Right. I mm -hmm. can't eat cheese. Imagine saying that to an Arab, bro. Yeah, I can't eat cheese. Sorry. And what? I'm sorry. What? What did you say? Yeah. Are you insane? You're not in my house right it's now. It's blasphemy. Get out of my house. Yeah. It's blasphemy. Yeah. So to me, that was always fascinating because it's like they're just as human as I am. What the hell is going on? And it's a mess. And I'm talking about 50, 60 bodies of people that have been eating cheese, drinking raw milk and doing just fine. Mm -hmm. Never gotten sick from it. And knowing way. that knowing that raw milk actually reduces allergies because it builds the immune system, I want you to think about the rise of lactose intolerance. It's gone through the roof over the past couple of decades. Mm -hmm. Now I want you to think about the rise of conventional, ultra-pasteurized, ultra-homogenized milk consumption. Gone through the roof. That's not a coincidence. 
nobody that I know drinks raw milk. Or at least it's a handful of people, especially within the grand scheme of the population, yeah. right? Yeah. So that should tell you something. Number two, health benefit. Improve skin health. Dairy might have a bad reputation when it comes to causing or worsening acne and skin inflammation, but this is far from the case with raw milk. It contains all the fat-soluble vitamins, healthy saturated and omega-3 fats, um, and it contains probiotics, which all com contribute to great skin complexion. Yeah. Have you ever had any skin issues with conventional dairy? Yeah, absolutely. That's Especially why. American cheese. Are you kidding me? Ugh. Because all of that good stuff is destroyed with conventional milk and how it's prepared. Number three, it prevents nutrient deficiencies. This is a big one. One serving of raw milk contains about 400 milligrams of calcium, 50 milligrams of magnesium, and 500 milligrams of potassium. It contains all these central minerals and electrolytes. Um, so, as we said, complete food. You're getting the stuff you need. Nutrition-wise. Yeah. Which is why, don't forget the flavor profile for any nutrition, okay? I think a whole rounded diet, just like this milk, right, is going to give you a full rounded nutritional, like, base value for the day. Bingo. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, you can also use raw milk to create fermented products like yogurt, cheese, kefir, which are unbelievably amazing for gut health. Mm -hmm. That's a huge thing. Yeah, that's one thing I had to do to transform my gut back to normal, yeah. basically. Why do you think all of, like, think about Arab culture. Why do you think they include fermented kefir or fermented yogurt in yeah. almost all of their dishes? Yeah, anyone that knows uh, Arab, like, courses or meals that go down, there's always halal meat. Yep. Right? It's cut a certain way. It has to be all that. Drained you, a certain way. You watch it being slaughtered. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the other thing is, is rice. What's on the rice? Nuts. Mm -hmm. What's the nuts cooked with? They're usually fried with either olive oil or they're baked. Yeah. Right? Uh, they come out, they're golden. They put them on the rice. In the rice, there's peas or veggies. And inside there, there's little minced, what, ground beef mm -hmm. right? with fats and all that good stuff. It's flavorful. The rice is flavorful. Everything's flavorful. <laughs> yeah. What do you have on the side? We have like fermented, like pickles. We have fermented other stuff that are mm -hmm. like side little things that you kind of just pick and eat at while you're eating your main dish. You know what a great example is? Mensaf. Yeah, mensaf. Then we have... It's fermented yogurt all over the, the actual yeah. dish. Yeah. It's so amazing. It's, like, it's, it's insane that, like, me coming from this and seeing that, and then I relate to the American system and, like, all my American homies and, and the way I grew up, I'm like, dude, I'm American, right? And somehow I was exposed to this side. I, let's just say by accident. Right? Mm -hmm. I just happened to be a part of this family. And I am now more aware. Like, I'm just like, there's something wrong here. And this has something to do with control. Yeah. And obviously, it, we can go into other ideas. But, like, let's just stick with milk. It's... If something is given to me all natural, right? And I know that it is a healthy source. Like, my cow is really healthy. Mm-hmm. Right? Why should I malnourish myself from these nutrients that were given to me? All glory from God, nature, whatever the hell. Exactly. Right? Doesn't make sense for me to extract all these benefits. Especially because I know what's being extracted, you know? Uh, the only thing that I could probably take from like raw milk, where everyone would argue heavily the opposite, mm -hmm. is the bacteria side. 
And that honestly just goes back to what the hell is the source? <laughs> What's this? It's all it is. Right? Is What's your cow grazing properly? Is yeah. it not? Is it what condition is it in? What condition is the farm in? Who's the owner? You know, like all these things play a part. And I think that's why raw milk is generally going to be much more difficult to buy, especially oh, yeah. in the United States. Yeah, for sure. Unless you, you go to farms and you know what to look for. Yeah, because like in, in Saudi Arabia, here, let me paint this picture for you. You go there, the guy speaks Arabic, whatever. And then my uncle usually deals with him. He, he's like, okay, how many do you want? And they put them in little triangle bags and they mm -hmm. poke a, a straw in it and you just drink. Damn. That's how raw straight. it is, dude. Like there's no, they don't even care about jars or anything. Like, yeah. It's just, you drink it right there. Just drink on the go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can even uh, recall Insane. back to when I was in the UK for soccer. I mean, the entire Ireland and England, the entire landscape is just the most beautiful green you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And what do you see? Grazing sheep, grazing cows. There's no, fa for the most part, there are no factory farms there. Yeah. So the quality even there is superior than the United States. And what you'll notice is that this is local to just the United States. Other countries, they don't have these issues. That's what I'm saying. So like, this is what I want out of every single one of our audience members is to really realize and recognize what the hell is the United States compared to the rest of the world. Right? It's a fraction of it. It's a fraction of it. And it's like, I don't know about you, man, but my car is German. You know, it's not from here. I would never get an American car just because it's just unreliable. To me, <laughs> yeah. Right. The, do you know 2021's most death ridden tr like car? What? F-150. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Second one was like some other Ford. And I'm like, what the hell's going on there? You know? So why does like, for example, engineering, best engineering come from a different country. Mm -hmm. The best this comes from a different country. Best that comes from a different country. Not to say good stuff doesn't come from America. But yeah. We're not saying that at all. We're really good at marketing, advertising, creating our own things and and, you know, we're the, we dominate in like the vision industry. Yeah. You know, yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but like, think of any other high bougie brand. It's usually not from here. That's true. Right. You think of Paris, you think of somewhere else. It's true. And it's like, I would rather see what they're doing. Right. And compare that with their neighboring countries that all do the same thing. Rather than this one singled out, hey, I have it all figured out. Mm -hmm. It's what, what America speaks to me sometimes with, with this kind of stuff, with the FDA, the uh, CDC and all that, is that it goes like this. Uh, everyone is incorrect. I'm the one that's correct, right? Trust that's the very, science. That's, nar that's narcissism speaking. Yeah, it is. Right? Because how could I be incorrect? I'm, I'm correct. People just don't want to follow. Mm -hmm. Every 100% of people do not want to follow me, but I am correct. Yeah. What does that mean? That you most likely you're incorrect. If you're that stern about things, then most yeah. likely, yeah. So, and, and it's like the way it happens, right? You, you push for, nah, this should be banned. This shouldn't even be optional, almost. Mm -hmm. See, that's where I have a problem, right? Because since when do people care? People commit suicide every day, right? When do we care about death? When it's hosted by Nabisco, <laughs> is that is that the drawing line? Because I guess, the, like at the end of the day, we can we consider everything to be a number, right? Death is a number up until it depends on the subject. Yeah, it does. You it's a very I mean? um, it's it's disconnected from any humanity or any normalcy. I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a big problem. So, 
Raw milk. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's an industry thing. I don't think it's a raw milk thing at all. It, at it's point. both. It's both. Um, but some other benefits to list out, increased bone density, neurological support, weight loss, helping build lean muscle mass. Raw milk is probably the most effective weight gainer if you're trying to gain mass and just overall weight. And then a better di digestion if you get it from the right source. Now, what I'm going to introduce here is called the three-tier dairy system. Okay. Okay. We can include this picture if you want, but I'm not going to talk about that. Essentially, this picture, this chart explains that with pasteurized milk, you have a reduction or the damaging of all the necessary vitamins, minerals, and enzymes, mm -hmm. while with raw milk, you see 100% active. Holy crap, No damage dude. whatsoever. Yeah, we're talking about vitamin what A, vitamin C, hell? vitamin Do you E. you see this? Iron, Bro, zinc. both metals are completely gone, basically. <laughs> Iron and zinc. And did, did you guys know that most gut health issues, along with probiotics and prebiotics, okay, have something to do with metals. Iron and zinc, zinc are, are and huge iron. for, yeah, absolutely. Okay, and we have a huge shortage of magnesium. That's, huge. That's something else, but like, huge. what the hell? That is insane, 70% reduction. This is science. You want to rely on science, this is literally the perfect explanation. Yeah, so, so that, see, I can take this and full-heartedly say, if I have a good source, I can trust it. Yeah. You know, if 100%. I could trust the source, I'm good with this because I would love to have this. What the hell? Mm -hmm. My enzymes are 100% destroyed. 100%, guys. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why you have digestive issues with conventional pasteurized milk. Yeah. So, three-tier system. The lowest garbage tier, as I call it, yeah. is the ultra-pasteurized and ultra-homogenized milk from sick cows who live on factory farms their entire lives. Okay. Provides no value and contributes to many health problems. So... Um, pasteurized white dairy is what Paul Cech calls one of the four white devils um, that actually contribute to chronic disease. So conventional pasteurized milk is a poison. Technically. It's genuinely a poison because you're not providing the body with what it needs. Yeah. So you're um, better off not drinking milk at all in that case. If you're going to, if your only option is garbage milk, no, you're better off not consuming it at all. Mid-aristocratic tier, which is what we have here, is what we call vat-pasteurized milk from A2 breed cows. Okay. And we'll explain a little bit of that down below. But as you can see here, Alexandra Family Farms is a great source. I rely mostly on this milk um, for a number of reasons that we'll get into. And you also have the chocolate raw cacao version as well. Um, which, by the way, be careful because you can easily gain weight on this stuff. So... If you're not trying to gain weight in moderation. <laughs> Absolutely. If actually. you are, go heavy on this. <laughs> now we're, we'll get into milk preparation methods. This is where it gets very interesting. So ultra pasteurization and homogenization. The goal of these methods are to kill all bad bacteria. Yet what this ends up doing is killing all bacteria, including the beneficial stuff that we just talked about. Large corporate dairy interests have switched to ultra-pasteurization in the last few decades because it kills pathogens much more quickly, ah. it, which means more money. Yeah. This is the most disgusting way to consume dairy, um, and yet it's the default preparation method most people support because they've been fed this propaganda about the dangers of dairy. Mm -hmm. Next, a better version, higher level tier, which is this, is called vat pasteurization techniques. Um, this is a great technique which has been used for hundreds of years to destroy any dangerous bacteria from raw milk while also maintaining the nutrient profile of the actual product. Mm. So if I were to describe this, ultra-pasteurization and homogenization 
think of it as like you're putting you're putting a meal into the oven at broil. Okay. Max temperature for the shortest amount of time. Kills absolutely everything. Vat pasteurization is more analogous to cooking something in a crock pot, which is one of the healthiest ways to consume food. In other words, a slow. crock pot uses low temperature for longer time duration. So slow cooking. Type yes. Of. That way it maintains the, the flavor profile and the nutrient profile. Yeah. So, I mean, the way I would visualize this is an internal heat structure, right? It heats from the core all the way to outside. Yeah. Rather than burn the outside completely while it <laughs> Rather temperature than just rises the inside. It. Yeah. That's why you get that crisp, crisp outside with the cold inside. Yeah. So this is a great option for people who are transitioning into raw dairy. Mm -hmm. Because this is not technically fully raw, but it has almost all of the benefits that raw milk would have. I see. This is more accessible to a lot of people in the United States. Mm -hmm. And of course, the top level god tier is raw milk with no preparation technique. So it's the creme de, de la creme of dairy. Now we get into lactose intolerance and the specific breed of cow. This is where everyone is going to be listening, I think. <laughs> so I do want to give a shout out to uh, Joshua Rayner on Twitter. This is where I discovered a lot of this information on lactose intolerance. He's got huge following, talks about raw dairy a lot, um, even works and lives on a farm. So really he's, nice. he's in it. He's in the thick of it. Committed. Lactose intolerance is a huge problem for many people. Um, people say, they often say that a large portion of the population in the world cannot digest dairy. But that's technically incorrect. Point number one I want to make is that it's true that some people produce more lactase in their intestines, but it doesn't matter because raw milk contains lactase. So, you know, what is the stuff you took? Lactate? Yeah. That you would have if you consumed some dairy? Exactly. Raw milk has that built into yeah. it. So it supposedly, you know, just gets rid of the, or makes the breaking down of sugars easier, but it's... Yeah, breaks down all the proteins and caseins and all that. Yeah. Not to mention the other enzymes within raw milk. That well, so you see, that's that's point number one that people know is is it breaks down sugar. So like lactose intolerance is having a hard time doing that. So therefore you feel bloated. And, ugh, right? Exactly. But exactly. with raw milk, I'm sure it's different. Yeah. Point number two, the bacteria in raw milk is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Lacto strains, lactobacillus, lacto, a whole bunch of different other ones, primarily do the work of digestion. This is why yogurt is easier to digest than fresh milk. Um, they've already begun to break down the milk for you. Mm -hmm. So it's easier, easier uh, digested. And in fact, if you take a jar of raw milk and leave it out on the counter at room temperature for a couple days, it becomes yogurt. So... Point number three, we're, to we're told most people stop producing lactase after infancy, but when these people get raw dairy, they have little to no issues. Why is that? Well, Why is it that question. when people transition from conventional milk to raw milk, they, a lot of the times, don't have any issues whatsoever? There are some edge cases, but typically that's the rule. So I'll get into a, a little bit here. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, that's kind of the question everyone is going to have. Yeah. Is what is the difference? So lactose, with an O, is the sugar in milk. When someone says they're lactose intolerant, they actually don't make enough lactase with an A, mm -hmm. the enzyme which breaks down lactose. This is why there are products like Lactate, where they add lactose into the milk. This is also why many people are lactose intolerant, who are lactose intolerant, can consume butter slash some cheese because they don't have that sugar within it. Gotcha. 
Bingo. Point number four, the two proteins found in milk, whey and casein, can also cause digestive issues. Um, this is where we get into the specific breed of cow. So there's A1 breed and there's an A2 breed of cow. It's in reference to beta caseins produced by different genetic variations of cows. Most mass-produced milk in the U.S. and Europe comes from A1 cows. Mm. All other milking livestock and humans produce A2 casein, which is why most people are able to digest sheep or goat's milk better than cow. Make sense? Does make sense. Any questions, any comments on that? Because it's quite a bit of info. info. Well, it, again, it gets confusing because of the, the just the variations of, of cows. There's only two. There's only two. A1 but, and A2. But I'm saying, well, is how does someone go about finding a source like that? You know, because I'm sure after this, people are going to be wanting to try this. You know, where to get this? What is, you know, absolutely, what is A1, A2? Um, how to find that out from the source? Mm -hmm. um, how hard it is to access true raw milk? Uh, things like that. So uh, you mentioned Alexander. Alexandra. Is, Alexandra. Yeah. Is, where are they out in? So I think this is step number one if you're getting into this. They have... Um, Products in Mother's Market, Sprouts, Whole Foods. They actually just recently added it into Whole Foods, so I'm very excited about that. If you have those stores around you, you can just get this milk. Mm -hmm. This would suffice. This would be more than enough. If you want to take it to the next level, you can go to a dairy farm near you um, from a reputable farmer and actually buy that raw milk mm -hmm. and support local farms, which I highly recommend. Yeah. So, Realistically, it's I don't think... It's that difficult, especially considering that mainstream health food stores has the Alexandra Family Farms and yeah. other sources of milk too. But you have to make sure that it's not ultra pasteurized, ultra homogenized. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's just like, why raw milk? You know, we have so many things that are just so poisonous to us and we do it like a breeze, right? Mm -hmm. But we get stuck at raw milk and everyone's like, no, I'm not consuming that shit. <laughs> because it's a psyop. That's literally what they've been fed for the majority of their lives. Like, think of a baby. When you think of a baby, what do you think of? Breastfeeding. Yeah. Milk. Right? Where is that milk coming from? Raw. Now, not to say that some parents, like, completely switched out and just do formula from the very beginning. <laughs> yeah. Which may contribute to lower IQs later, but, um, you know, what the hell? Like, just think of raw milk, man. Like, you are a baby sucking on your mother's tit. Yeah. That's fundamental to how babies grow. Yeah. Um, so what is the difference? I, the argument that I've heard my entire life, honestly, growing up and everything, is from the adults you'd hear this. Milk, you need to cut milk. You don't need milk after a certain time. That's it. As an adult. And I always felt like that was a misconception. It is. Because I see people enjoying milk all the time, and there's some people that can't live without milk. Mm -hmm. How so? And it's And the people that do that by the way and the people that i've seen that truly drink milk daily always have it in a glass blank bottle it's never store-bought yeah what and is it what is that i think that would mean raw milk or as raw as possible in most cases you know? yes um it goes back to the idea that humans were not meant to consume milk after infancy which is just completely wrong because 
first of all, every single culture ever since the dawn of humanity mm-hmm. has likely consumed either raw milk or some fermented dairy product, yeah. which I mean, stems from raw dude, milk. Dude, think of our desserts as Arabs. Kanafa? Exactly. Cheese. Yeah. And the, the most poignant example I can bring up, and I don't have pictures on me, but if you look at pictures of farms, pigs drink from the tit of a cow, cats drink the raw milk, dogs drink it, humans drink it. So this idea that it's just species related, that cows are only supposed to drink cow milk is completely false Yeah. because you see it in the wild. You see it on farms. Mm-hmm. And if you're asking me to believe in the science or the propaganda rather, th- rather than ancestral living and like intuitive wisdom, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I, I honestly believe, well, this is at least my belief or my train of thought is that if you have a whole rounded shitty diet, Raw milk could mess with you. That's how it, it could. Goes. Yes. You know what I mean? So because, because in that case, you are susceptible to more diseases and more th- things. You're at risk for more things when you have a really crappy diet, especially when you've been eating seed oils and all kinds of disgusting crap Bro. that just linger in your gut, causing these micro needle holes that are literally leaking. Right. And it's just you're having this, all these gastric issues and mm. ulcers and ulcerative issues. And you have like... I, and it's just, it goes everywhere, right? Fix your diet first and consider raw milk as a part of it. Yes. You get me? So for me, for example, I went on a four-month cleanse where I was just eating straight-up carnivore, eating three eggs in the morning, three eggs at night, some lettuce in between for fibers. That's it. Mm-hmm. I was cutting out, like, most rice and everything. Once a week, I'd have, like, potatoes and stuff. But everything else was fish, like, straight-up source. Yeah. And that's all I was eating, right? Once I cleansed myself and I saw that I was so much more awake and aware and I felt smarter and better and stronger and just I looked healthier, I acted healthier. I can get 63 out of 100 sleep you made, and it would still yeah. be amazing, right? What happened? It's just I stopped focusing on flavor profile like I mentioned earlier in this episode. Went straight for nutritional value. Well, here's the funny right? thing. Calculating all that. And then when you do things mm-hmm. like raw milk and fermented stuff that has bacteria that could actually mess with you, cause nausea or give you, quote unquote, food poisoning. Uh, I don't see that happening when mm-hmm. you're relative, not even relatively healthy, really healthy. And I have two points to make based off of what you just said. Mm. Nutritional profile and flavor profile are usually linked. So this stuff tastes amazing. And it's amazing for you. That's, That's not saying. a coincidence. Remember what I said? It tasted like custard the first time I had it. I was like, what is this? That only becomes a problem if you eat refined processed junk food mm-hmm. because that tastes amazing, but it's not good for you. They've hacked their way around that system. Um, the second point I wanted to make is that the worst diet you could possibly have is adding high amounts of saturated fat, which are found in raw milk or fat pasteurized milk, combined with high amounts of refined sugar. Mm. A high fat, high sugar diet is terrible for you. So you want to be careful. Don't include this into your diet if you eat a bunch of bullshit. It's not going to work out well. It's a really good, uh, really good warning for that. Yeah. Because it's, um, I can see it as a trigger. When things are raw and natural, it could be a trigger if you're whole roundedly not in a good position. Exactly. And it starts with what are you feeding yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so last two things here, making the switch. This is for people who want to transition into drinking that pasteurized or raw milk. Um, it's not always easy, okay? So the low-quality pasteurized milk you've consumed for years has an effect on the body. 
and some of those effects could be lingering. Uh, they could stay with you for a while. The remnants of cauterized casein and lactic acid from pasteurized dairy will actually be liberated from your system by raw milk. Um, but you have to take a, a stair-step approach to it slowly but surely um, implement it into your diet. Mm. Over time, your body will adjust. Um, it'll create new bacteria in the gut, populate new bacteria. Um, but you might feel some discomfort discomfort in the short term. For most, this doesn't even last a few days. So for others, it could take weeks to months. Yeah. It just depends on you. Yeah, for me, it was just like, yeah, loss of appetite for like two days. And then I was like, oh, okay, that's it, back to normal. That's kind of what bacteria does. If you've taken probiotics, you, you can sometimes notice this. They come in like either pill form or gummy drop form, whatever you want to take it as. And you eat it, right? And sometimes you'll get hungry immediately. And then you'll just shut down for the next couple of days. Like you actually forget to eat. You know? Yeah. Your hunger signal is kind of just gone. Um, and I think that's the discomfort really in my Sure. Experience. Yeah. It can come up as, as a variety of symptoms, yeah. but it goes away. Mm -hmm. And then as a little bonus, how to use raw milk on your skin. Now to benefit from raw milk, skin soothing nutrients, you can easily make your own raw milk face cream. Simply mix the ingredients that I'm about to mention and then uh, put the mixture onto freshly washed skin and leave leave it for two to five minutes before rinsing. So two tablespoons of raw cream, two tablespoons of raw honey, two teaspoons of lemon juice. Mix that all up, put it on your skin. Let it absorb. Beef tallow is amazing for your skin as well. Um, and from there, that's pretty much all we have to say on this. Wow. That is the raw truth about raw milk for you guys. Um, and again, this is not dogma. We're not telling you you absolutely have to drink raw milk. Yeah. This is education, giving you the tools to at least be educated about this subject. Exactly. And uh, we, have, we just have some interesting comparisons just because we've been on the other side of the world too. And uh, we see this, you know, machinery isn't so much there. It's, it's really more natural. It's more natural, yeah. Yeah. The only machinery I really see are in the factories where it comes to bottling. That's pretty much it. Yeah, and there are pro, pros and cons to each of those, but yeah. Yeah. Anything um, else? I think that is it. If you guys uh, really like this episode, make sure to rate it five stars on Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube channel at the 2AM Podcast. Yeah. We're available on every major streaming platform, so you'll never miss an episode. Um, yeah, dude. This just feels Look at these raw. beauties. So beautiful. And amazing.